the rum being signalled for in yet stronger proportion. The effect of it was soon apparent in his manner. The auctioneer selling the old horses in the field outside could be heard saying, Now this is the last lot. Now who'll take the last lot for a song? Shall I say forty shillings? Tis a very promising broodmare, trifle over five year old. Suddenly the hay trusser announced, For my part, I don't see why men who've got wives and don't want em shouldn't get rid of em, as these gypsy fellows do their old horses. Why shouldn't they put em up and sell em by auction to men who are in need of such articles, eh? Why, big gad, I'd sell mine this minute if anybody would buy her. Hmm. Well, it's them that would do that. Some of the other guests replied, looking at the woman who was by no means ill-favoured. Well then, now is their chance. I am open to an offer for this gem of creation. The woman turned to her husband and murmured, Michael, you have talked this nonsense in public places before. A joke is a joke, but you may make it once too often, mine. I know I've said it before, I meant it. Will anybody buy her? I wish somebody would, said she firmly. Her present owner is not at all to her liking. Nor you to mine, said he. So we are agreed about that, gentlemen, you hear? It's an agreement to part. She shall take the girl, if she wants to, and go her ways. I'll take my tools and go my ways. Now then, stand up, Susan, and show yourself. The woman stood up. Now, who make an offer? cried the man. Nobody answered. No bed, said the husband. I'll sell her for five guineas to any man that will treat her well. And he shall have her forever. And never hear aught of me. Susan, you agree? She bowed her head with absolute indifference. Five guineas. Do anybody give it? Last time. Yes or no? Yes, said a loud voice from the doorway. All eyes were turned. Standing in the door of the tent was a sailor who, unobserved by the rest, had arrived there within the last two or three minutes. A dead silence followed his affirmation. You say you do, asked the husband, staring at him. I say so, replied the sailor. Saying is one thing, paying is another. Where's the money? The sailor hesitated a moment, looked anew at the woman, came in, unfolded five crisp banknotes and threw them down upon the tablecloth. Upon the face of this he chinked down the shillings severally. One, two, three... Four, five. The sight of real money in full amount in answer to a challenge for the same till then deemed slightly hypothetical had a great effect upon the spectators. Their eyes became riveted upon the faces of the chief actors and then upon the notes as they lay, weighted by the shillings, on the table. Now, said the woman, breaking the silence, if you touch that money, Michael... I and this girl go with the man. Mine, it is a joke no longer. 
joke? Of course it's not a joke, shouted her husband. I take the money, the sailor takes you. That's plain enough. Tis quite on the understanding that the young woman is willing, said the sailor blandly. I wouldn't hurt her feelings for the world. Faith, nor I, said her husband, but she is willing. That you swear, said the sailor to her. I do, said she, after glancing at her husband's face and seeing no repentance there. Very well, the bargain's complete, said the trusser. He took the sailor's notes and deliberately folded them and put them with the shillings in a high remote pocket with an air of finality. The sailor looked at the woman and smiled. Come along, he said kindly.